Welcome to the High Vibe as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Bree, mentor, energy healer, energetic money, and business coach. I am obsessed with helping you heal on an emotional, mental, and spiritual level so you can break free from the crap holding you back and embody your potent high vibe as fuck energy. In this podcast, I teach you the energetic principles, tools, and resources you need to massively up-level your life, business, bank account, relationships, and really anything your heart desires. My intention with this podcast is that you walk away with a deep knowing and inner fire that you can be, do, and have anything your heart desires. You are here for a reason. You are here to live in your purpose. For ways to work with me, visit highvibeteaching.com and follow me on Instagram. Now let's get into the show. If you are experiencing a lot of like turmoil in your teaching life or you're experiencing coworkers just treating you not the nicest or you're experiencing like parents that aren't being the nicest either just know that it is all for your personal power it is for you to alchemize these situations that make you feel weak you're supposed to alchemize it and use it for your personal power to be grounded in your boundaries stop people pleasing and to create a beautiful life where you know that no matter what direction you move in is exactly the direction you're supposed to be going. Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel. If you're new here, hi, my name is Bree and I am a former elementary school teacher, now gone full-time entrepreneur, helping people, helping you transition from teaching to your fully aligned, beautiful life. I also teach energetics around money and business, health, partnership, wellness, all of it. I help people tap in to their infinite potential and create a beautiful life that they truly desire to live. So before we get started on this epic story time of my five years of teaching and the lessons that are sprinkled throughout, I do want to share that I have a really beautiful freebie for you. If you are a teacher looking into transitioning out of teaching, the teacher transition money plan, it will be available down below for you. Free download, just click on the link. And if you're interested in working with me, I have amazing and beautiful one-on-one -on -one containers and group programs down below. Just click on that link and you can see everything that's being offered. I'm going to be sharing this story time of the last five years of my teaching experience in a very lighthearted way, but I do just want to say that I credit teaching to my spiritual awakening journey and discovering my true self, my true essence, and my full potential. I mean, I'm sure in other timelines whatever there are there is a version of me that didn't go into teaching and still has a, an amazing outcome but in this present time and space i taught for five years learned so many amazing lessons not only about myself but about life as a whole about my own unique gifts and how i really took a lot of these lessons pretty much all of the lessons and alchemized them into personal power and shifted them into personal power that gave me the strength to leave this profession, to leave teaching outside of the traditional classroom type of teacher. Like, I'm telling you right now that there are infinite things that you can do instead of being a traditional classroom teacher. I have a really great gift in helping people discover and find that. So if you are looking for help in that way, 
link down below to work with me one-on-one -on -one, or follow me on Instagram. That is like the number one way to get in contact with me. DM me, shoot me a question, send me a voice note, whatever. Get into contact me if you need any type of help. I am here to serve and help you. And if you want to hear a little bit more about the story as to why I decided to leave the classroom, I have another video. Um, I'll link it down below as well. It is the t three reasons why I decided to quit and leave the teaching profession after five years. And like I said in that video, I never imagined that I would leave the profession after five years. That never came, that never was an option for me until it was the only option I had to be happy, like truly live a happy life, like truly live in my pure embodiment, to live in my high vibrational truth, to be the woman that I love to be. Like I had to make the choice to leave the profession to fully embody the woman that I know that I am, the woman that I know I can be, the woman who is here to help others stand in their power and create their own versions of success, their own dream realities, their own dream lives, no matter what it is. We all have the ability to do so. And it's the moment that we decide that, yes, I am taking the step. Yes, I am working with someone one-on-one. -on -one. Yes, I'm investing in myself. Yes, I'm going to learn. And yes, I am no longer going to subscribe to these weird rules and these things that I don't agree with anymore. I'm not going to do it and I'm going to create my own magic. I'm going to create my own life and I help you do that. So you're in the right place. I also do want to invite you to subscribe to my podcast. If you are someone who is interested in the energetics of money, the energetics of business, even me saying that and you're like, Hmm, what does that mean? Go to the podcast and start listening ASAP. It is going to up-level you and enlighten you on a whole new level that I am so excited to give you. Like give as in me just being myself and you receiving the information that lights you up. Like this is the life I'm talking about. This is the life I created and you can too. Cheers. Raka shaka, brother. All right. Let's jump in. So I do want to say all love and light to everything I'm going to talk about today. I understand that all of these people and all of these situations are just fragments of myself mirrored back to me. We all have a choice to, to live and learn. And like I easily, you guys, I easily could have just said, F this, I'm just going to quit and I'm just going to bleh or I'm going to just stay teaching and keep my mouth shut and be a little like... I'm not saying all teachers are like that, but for me, it was either live in my full expression or live a mediocre life and stay teaching. I'm just going to be honest. I decided to live the more expanded life <laughs> and live off of myself. Like I am paying my own bills now through my own business. And I love it because I get to help people who want to be helped. And I get to spread high vibrational energy to people who want to receive it. Instead of feeling like I am pouring out all of my high vibrational energy and getting nothing in return. And that's what I, that was a very common pattern I saw with teaching. But at the same time, I could have found other ways to work through it. But at the end of the day, I believe that I transitioned out of teaching because it is in the highest and best of all involved. For me, for you, for people who are just now becoming teachers and do not love it and they feel lost and confused like I did, for the teachers who do love teaching but need stronger boundaries, 
um, they love teaching, but they still feel like there's something within them that's missing. For that teacher who is looking for a beautiful partner, for that teacher who is like just fully engulfed in the teaching world of work, but they have no time for the outside people. It's just them and the students and then work, work, work. Like, no, I want to help all of you. Um, if you feel any of that type of way, work down with me. <laughs> work with me down below. All right. So let's start the super fun story times of my teaching experiences. I'm just going off the cuff with this, so we're gonna have a lot of fun. Also, be sure to subscribe because I'm coming out with very high vibrational content in the next future, indefinitely. So <laughs> I am just so happy that I can finally share myself online fully 100% without anyone telling me So let's throw back to when I was 19. I was first going to college for nursing and I actually played softball in my first couple years of college. I even, I was a very good athlete. I mean, I technically could still be a good athlete now if I, whatever, but, uh. <laughs> but when I was growing up, I played softball and I actually played for the USA softball team my senior year of high school, like after I graduated high school 10 years ago, I played for the USA softball team in Europe. And that opportunity just was gravitated towards me. I attracted that in by just being myself. And something, a common theme that I learned with teaching was I always thought like, if I'm myself, how could someone be against that? Like if my intentions are pure, and all I want to do is help people and all I want to do is spread positive light and help people believe in themselves. Like I truly believe that everyone has the potential to be anything that they desire in life. And even before I became a teacher, something that really awoken within me was I was in college in my undergrad. I have a minor in sociology. I was taking a sociology class, obviously, right? And the professor said to everyone in the room, they said, why are we telling kids that they can be anything they want in the world when that's not true? And I was like, the what? I was like, mm, rose my hand. And I was like, I disagree with that. I do believe kids could be anything that they want to in life. Like I would never, ever, ever tell a kid, my kid, any kid, that they cannot be, do, and have anything they desire. I don't care. I would never say that. I would allow them to live in that dream and to create it for themselves. Who am I to tell another student or another human they can't be something or like have something that is with the pure intention of just receiving it and just being in that pure intention of love? Like I could never. So I said that and the professor was like, how can we tell kids that they can be the president of the United States when that's not true? And I'm like, they can be. Who says they can't? Who is saying that they can't? <laughs> like, why are we putting limitations on people in that way? Like, that just blew my mind. And I'm like, that's really weird. And as I was growing up, you know, I was a, I was a young adult then, but as I was going into my teaching career, I started on an emergency permit. So because they needed teachers so bad in the location I was in Southern California, in my hometown, I decided to go to college full-time to finish my teaching license and then teach full-time. And it's so funny because I actually 
ha got the opportunity to teach in the same elementary school I went to. So I was actually teaching with the teachers who taught me. I actually was in the same grade level as my third grade teacher. And even before I became a full-time teacher, I subbed. So I subbed prematurely as well. So I've been doing this um, public education game system, whatever you want to call it, for seven years. And I really enjoyed subbing. And I remember the first time I saw a YouTube video with a classroom setup video. And it was Michelle Foray. And I was like, this is all I need. All I need is this type of like content to get me through all of this like i can't wait till i have my own classroom i can't wait till i get to design it my own way i can't wait to create the relationships with the kids i can't wait i can't wait well my first day so i got hired as a third grade teacher in the same district i grew up in in the same school i went to school and for grades k through six so funny how that turns out i remember the back to school night or meet the teacher it was before the first day of school on the meet the teacher night, I, you know, was standing in front of the room and I didn't even have my teaching license yet. And I saw all the parents come in and I saw the kids. And in that very second in time, something switched within me. It was, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Am I going to be good enough for these kids? If my kid was in this class, how do I know that they're gonna get a good education? All these things started rushing through my head and I was just like, oh my God, what is happening? And I had parents asking me questions and I had no idea what the answers were to. And keep in mind, the most crazy thing about all of this is I, I just wasn't like, yeah, I had mentors in that district, but like it was not adequate. I had no idea what was happening and I was stretched so thin because I was going to school full-time and in that district I had to write in-depth lesson plans every single week and they were graded by the district. My first year was not a very pleasant experience with this district. I'm just gonna share everything because I can and nobody's like like who cares. So I first started my YouTube channel when I started setting up my classroom and I have a whole thing you can look down it's my very first videos of me setting up my classroom my first day of school and on the actual first day of school I was like a shell of a person right then and there I had no energy to talk I was so confused because I'm like this is nothing what I thought it was going to be like I was like this is absolutely nothing what I thought it was going to be like like not even school taught me or prepared me for this what is this like what is happening my first day of school I was just completely de depleted not happy um, I felt like a failure because my first day of school went you know fine for a first first year teacher like let's be real here but my principal called me in and he just was like critiquing me and you know what in that time and space it was not the most helpful for me I felt like an even more failure like can we focus on the positives here how are you going to critique a first year teacher on the first day the hell like let the teacher just work it out for the week and like be a companion I remember the second day of school I asked my friend I was like I don't understand like what this is like this is nothing that I thought it was going to be and I feel miserable and I even tried like CrossFit didn't help I had no motivation to work out when I was working out every day from that point like I was in such great health that after my first year or even the couple months of my first year teaching I was I was so not good um so I was just like you know what focus on the kids focus on the kids just 
do what's best for the kids and next year will be better. I even had like my principal at the time, like they had to tell me what strong attribute I provide and what they said was I create nice posters. That was the positive attribute that they said I was as a teacher. I create nice posters. Like nothing about the relationship with the kids or the parents or any of that. And my favorite part was obviously the kids, but I also enjoyed the parents. Like I enjoyed sitting down at parent-teacher conference night and I wish that parents could be a little bit more involved sometimes with proper boundaries, but you know, I always just wanted the parents to know how great their kids were. Like, the kids were always great. I loved all of them so much. And if there's one thing that I'm so grateful for is that I got to spend time with five different classes. Love that. And I know that, you know, if they ever see this video or they ever, like, see my content now that I'm not teaching, I know that they're going to be proud. They're going to be, like, yeah, that's my te that was my teacher. Like, that's cool. Like, if she can do whatever her desires say she can do and follow her dreams, I can too. And that was just something that never really resonated with me very well, was that we preach all the time, like, be the people you wish to see in the world or be the change you wish to see. But none of the... Uh, I'm not going to say none, but a lot of the adults I worked with in the school system didn't embody that. They were like so drained themselves that they were miserable and they were miserable people. And then they just like threw a lot of low vibration out. And for me, I was very open. I had terrible boundaries. So I was absorbing everything. And fast forward to the end of my first year in March, I was brought into the district office and they just said, we don't have a space for you next year. And I knew what happened. I was like blacklisted. Um, I guess I could call it like that because of my YouTube channel. I was posting every week and it got to the point in my YouTube channel where I was like, I cannot just sit here on the camera and pretend everything's fine because not everything is fine. I'm not properly taught. Like I am not properly supported. I am at my wits end. I feel like I'm losing my mind. I have no joy in my life. Um, I love the kids, but I have like, I have no patience. All the kids are asking me questions. I'm just like, please give me space. I'm taking care of 28 little babies. Like I love them. They're children. They're babies. They're eight years old. I'm not properly trained for this. And even my mentors are just like not helping me. My mentor literally said to me, like my first year, they said, you know, you put all this time in your classroom to look good, but you just like, you shouldn't have done that. You should have put more time in your planning of your curriculum. I'm like, what? You act like I know what that means. Like I was just doing what I felt like I knew how to do. And the only reason I knew how to do it was because of YouTube. So I learned the most from YouTube about teaching. So anyways, got brought to the district office and they didn't tell me straight up to my face why I wasn't getting rehired. They just decided to not be transparent and they decided to say there wasn't another spot. So then when I contacted my mentor, who was my one-on-one -on -one mentor through the district, who was supposed to help me and, just, and was supposed to say, hey, you being online, the district doesn't like. There was no conversation about that. I was just doing it. And then I'm like, you know what? If they have, if they don't like that I'm, recording videos 
and posting them on YouTube about how stressful, about how stressed I am or like giving advice on how not to be stressed. That's what I was doing. On my YouTube channel back then, I was just giving lesson plan ideas and like helping. I was helping teachers work through this weird transition because I'm like, I know I'm not the only person that feels like this. This is crazy, but I love the kids, right? I love the kids and Anyways, I was like for real blacklisted. Like I was ostracized from that school after I wasn't returned. It was so ridiculous. It was weird. It was weird because I'm like, how can you treat your teachers like this? Like no respect. There was no sit down of like, hey, we just don't love that you're recording. Da -da -da. Every, it was not like that. And I was on a temporary contract, so hey. I'm not mad at them for getting rid of me because if you really don't want a teacher to record and you really don't want them to have a YouTube channel, then I guess you have all the right as a business to not hire that person. At least put your money where your mouth is and sit the teacher down and talk to the teacher like a freaking human and like give the respect. Like I taught the district, the kids in your district for a year and you're just not going to rehire me in March and just be all like weird about it not cool. I didn't even have my final evaluation then. And then I talked to my admin at the time and I was, how can you do this to someone? Like I am in this for the kids. My admin was like, you know, the district doesn't like that you were recording and, you know, posting on YouTube. Teachers are just thrown in to expect how to teach or even read the curriculum or manage a classroom or manage themselves. It was actually turning into more of me helping other teachers feel good about themselves and you know, doing get ready with me and like just being honest about my experience because I knew damn well, I was not the only person feeling this way. And no other teachers that I was watching with, I mean, their experience is their experience. I'm not saying that they weren't being honest, but I cannot be the only person that's it, that is experiencing this. Like, I feel like a shell of a person. I don't even know who I am. I have no confidence. They said, if you were posting for no one other than yourself, then you wouldn't be posting on the internet. And then I'm like, wow, you, you completely don't understand what I'm doing. Oh, and then also, this is, see you guys, like a lot of weird stuff happened to me that I know in hindsight 2020, it was just aligning me and pushing me out and giving me these learnings and teachings. And again, I'm gonna be honest about my experience and it's my experience and I'm standing with it because this is what happened to me. <laughs> it is what it is. Just know that my intentions are pure and love and light. Like you can feel that. Fast forward, I got another job at a neighboring, neighboring district in my hometown and I will say that this district, I really did love their mission. I love the people that hired me. I had professors that were very high up in the district who taught me in college and I love them. Like I love these people. They were really great. However, what happened was after I got hired and I was buying my first house at the time, I was buying my first investment property at the time. And if you've ever bought a house, you know that you have to provide income statements all the way up for during escrow, after escrow, before escrow. And I got my new contract and it was fifth grade in a school that I subbed at that I really did not enjoy, but I accepted it anyways. That my old district literally told my new employer that I post negative videos on the internet or I post negativity 
I post negative stuff about the district on the internet. I remember I got a phone call from my new district I was hired for and they said on the phone, hey, we had to call past references and your past reference said that you post negative things on the internet. And I was about, and this was when I was still hired with them because I had to finish off the school year. I wasn't just gonna quit. This is the thing. After all of this weird stuff that happened, especially my first and fifth year, I never quit. Never. I, I was like, I could never just quit because the kids, <laughs> all for the kids, like seriously. And hey, like your old district is saying, or your current district that you're still working in is saying that you post negative things on the internet, blah, blah, blah. I lost it. I was like, what? Crying, 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 lost it. I even went to my union rep and nothing happened. So that was weird to me. I left. I even got my master's degree at this time too. So I was getting my master's degree at the same time. And then I started teaching fifth grade in this new district. It was low socioeconomic area. I enjoyed my time. I had one of my favorite like coworkers I ever got to experience working there. And the fifth graders were fun. It was rough, but you know, I was still struggling though. Like I still wasn't feeling fulfilled. I would wake up every morning just not wanting to go to work, not wanting to go to bed. And I'm like, is this normal? I'm like, can I do this for the rest of my life? Like this is my second year. I'm still getting um, my clear credential for California. Like it's just a lot of work. It's like a lot of paperwork and you have to meet with a mentor every week. And I'm like so confused on what's happening with me and my energy levels and like my soul beginning in this point i was so lost spiritually i started to like re find myself or i tried to um i started going to church i started like just figuring things out like where is it where i felt my whole life really ever since i was a kid i always felt this source of my higher self or god whatever you want to call it i've always felt that connection ever since i was a child but now i'm like not finding it anymore or i'm so confused because my intentions have been pure this whole time of just wanting to teach and help kids it's all i wanted to do teach and help kids be creative have fun help others on the internet create friendships you know the school i was working at you guys when i say i have experienced some interesting co-workers I have experienced some very interesting coworkers. My first year, I am not joking you, I was completely ostracized. Like everyone was acting weird to me because they all thought I was talking negatively about them and the school and the district on the internet. Do you guys think, I'm, I was like, do you really think I'm not dumb? I'm not doing that. I'm not dumb. Why would I ever do that? Why would I ever do that? I'm not even naming names now. I'm just telling my story because I know I'm not the only person that has gone through this. Being honest about it helps other people be like, oh, it's not just me. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I thought I was going crazy because I'm like, what is happening? So again, spiritual awakening, um, for show. COVID happened, had to leave the class, broke my effing heart. Still to this day, that is one of the hardest things I had to do was leave my kids and to know I was never gonna see them again. And still to this day, there have been kids that I still don't know if, you know, like I never got to say bye to them because they never showed back up for online. It, what really also made me question like, what is this? This is kind of weird. This isn't what I'm fully in alignment with was we were just, passing kids to the next level or to the next grade level. So my kids were in fifth, they were just getting passed to sixth grade without getting the full education 
of fifth grade and I thought that was weird, but I'm like, all right. As in weird, I mean like this feels off. This doesn't feel like this is genuinely the best decision for everyone. It's just to pass kids along so they're even more lost than they already were. Like I had kids that were literally like not reading at grade level at all. Like I had kids that were in fifth grade, yes, but they were reading like at second grade levels and we're just gonna pass them to sixth grade? Why are we doing this? Who are we doing this for? Is it for the kid? Because where are they learning how to read? My third year, we stayed on digital learning longer. So we stayed um, remote all the way to August of that year. So this third year was 2020 to 2021. And I was teaching fifth grade again. And I was getting married at this time. And you know, things were transitioning out. More and more states were going back to in-person. I really desired to go back to in-person. Every time I was teaching online, it really was like just tearing at my soul because I knew kids weren't learning. I can't even pretend that they're learning. There was kids that like liked to be online, like they loved the interaction with me, but they weren't freaking learning. They were not learning to the depth that I knew that they could inside a classroom. Like I felt like I was not giving them the adequate education that they deserved because we were online and we were like acting like everything is fine. And it's pretty crazy because I still have kids, you know, in that classroom in my class that I never got to meet in person. But the cool thing was at the end of the year, we had a um, like a drive-through graduation and I got to meet the kids and I got to hug them. And I will never forget the types of hugs I received from so many of those kids. I get so emotional thinking about it. You know, it was just such a hard time. But I just, you know, I mean, I felt really lost and scared. I know a lot of kids probably were feeling that. And it was just a lot, like it was a really heavy time. But at the end of that school year, I was moving. We were moving, me and my husband got married, we were moving and we were looking for places in Southern California. And I had a master's degree and a clear teaching, teaching credential as well. So all of that was done. It was a lot, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of paperwork to be a teacher in California did it all with a master's as well. And um, we were moving, I was looking for jobs in Riverside area could not find anything. I went on so many interviews. I even drove like two hours for these interviews and nothing was coming back. And I'm like, this is so weird. <laughs> you guys, you might think that's annoying that I say that, but honestly, that's how I see the world sometimes. I'm like, that is so interesting, huh? All right. And then I actually got denied for a couple jobs and I'm like, what the, this is so interesting. You know, they say there's a teacher shortage but then they don't hire highly qualified teachers with master degrees. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's because you have your master's degree and they don't wanna pay for that. And you know what I say to that? That's dumb because why would you not pay for high quality teachers? Then it was like end of July, I was walking my dogs. It was after a two hour interview I had, we drove to like in Beaumont and it was for an instructional aid. No, it was, it was for a position where it's an instructional coach for teachers. I was like, yes, I wanna coach teachers. I wanna help teachers. I want to help teachers. I want to help teachers be happy, feel happy, feel empowered, feel like they're doing great stuff, feel like they're actually making change. Like I want to help teachers because I know how crappy it can get when we work with some interesting people that just wanna throw a bunch of BS at like younger, inexperienced teachers, 
I literally had a coworker come up to me my second year, look at me straight dead in the eye and said, and say to me, yeah, you know, like you're so, um, you're, you're so pretty and you dress so nice and you just walk around this uh, school like your shit doesn't stink. What is that? What am I supposed to do with that? Like, is that for me? Is that like a compliment or what are you trying to do with that? Seriously, seriously, seriously. Anyways, looking for a new position, um, walking my dogs. I got this download and this is what I teach with my lot of, with a lot of my clients. I help my clients reconnect with their intuition, which it, which is like so important. And I got a download with my intuition to look at jobs in like Henderson, Las Vegas, where I was currently living. We had a roommate that was also, that also lived in Henderson and they like lived in two places at once cause they were doctors and whatever. Looked into it, got a job the next day. I said, okay, we're moving. Boom. I didn't know it was for special education the time I interviewed, but I said, I'll give it a shot. I'll give anything a shot. I just want to have a job. Like I just want to have a stable job so we can move. We just got married and we can grow a life. I taught special education behavior. So K grades K through one, K through two. And it was really, really hard um, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually all levels but at the same time it was fulfilling because like i love the kids so much like these students i know i will see you down the line like i hope like your parents have my number um, like i had kids that never grew up in homes like they grew up in group homes and i was like helping them transition into school into work and like write their name and write their letters and i had kids like spit on me and like dig their nails into the skin, my skin and hit me and kick me and like cuss me out. But I never took it personal. <laughs> you can't, they're kids, you know? They're just reacting off of what their environments have taught them and have modeled to them. And it was very challenging and bless my husband's soul because he was my instructional uh, teacher's aid. Like he was my teacher's aid because I didn't have any because aids are really hard to find. And it was, you know, it was good. We learned a lot and the end of the year came and my position actually got like switched out. So at the school I was at, they no longer had, it's called a star program. They no longer had that. So I had to make a decision, either go look at a different school to teach or do special ed again. Special Ed K through two, you guys, it escapes me what the program's called, but it's just the typical special needs, like special education program that pretty much all schools have that I can't think of what the teacher's called. But then I remembered, I was like, you know what? No, I want to teach fifth grade again. I want to see if I can teach and be happy again. Like I feel like I've never had a full year of teaching of where I felt like I was being in the right environment to succeed. Like online teaching, no. Had to do that for two years. My first year teaching, absolutely not. I was like ostracized by everyone. And second of all, I had to do loads of work. Like I had to literally type out pages and pages of lesson plans every single week. And I know I'm going back in time to my first year, but I said to my mentor, I was like, this is taking all of my free time. And then she said, yep, all right, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> One of my friends who I met in Miami, she announced that she was moving to Vegas. And I was like, 
texted her. I was like, what school are you going to? And she's like, this school. And I was like, do they have fifth grade openings? She said, yes. I emailed the principal and I was like, hey, do you need a fifth grade teacher? Like I'm interested in teaching fifth grade. I'm coming from STAR, da da da. And I got the job like right then and there. I actually interviewed with the grade level team at this school at my last school for the fifth year, for the fifth grade position. And like I interviewed with the fourth and fifth grade team. I got the job and then, you know, finished my star program out and then went into this new year. Now, the thing is with this new year, I made intentions of I'm putting myself first, okay? I am putting very strong boundaries around my time. I am putting strong boundaries around my contract time. I have another life outside of this. I also am creating a business and I have a husband and we're living in a new place and we're newlyweds pretty much. Like I am putting my intention equally to everything equally, myself, my job, I'm, I'm respecting the boundaries I'm putting in place too. I truly did manifest this last year of teaching um, down to the name, down to going to the Ron Clark Academy. My first year of teaching when I was, after I got like fired, I was offered an opportunity to go to Miami and meet a whole bunch of different teacher YouTubers. It was an amazing experience. It was all paid for too. It was crazy cool. And it was like the next day after I got told I'm not returning to the classroom my first year. So lost and confused then. I remember sitting in one of the conferences that they were holding and I was just like, I want to do this. Like, I want to talk and present and speak and like uplift others and spread high vibrational energy so people know that they can be, do, and have anything that, that they desire. Anything. Anything that is coming from a pure heart, like pure love for the betterment of all. I remember watching um, Kim Reardon and she teaches at Ron Clark. She's actually one of the founders. And I remember sitting there watching her and I'm like, I would love to do this. I would love to do this. I would love to go to Ron Clark Academy. Fast forward four years, I went to Ron Clark Academy because of the school I was teaching at and during that Ron Clark experience, I have a whole video about it. I'll link it down below. It was a really enlightening time for me. I learned so many different lessons and I'm actually gonna write down a podcast episode I've learned about myself through this experience and what actually ultimately led me to taking this full time. I was like, you know what? I can help teachers. I can help kids. I can help the world by being who I know I am deep down. and like grounding in my mission in what I believe everyone can have. So it was a huge um, turning point for me. And it was, now this is the kicker guys. This is like probably the biggest thing that I had to realize when making my decision not to return to the classroom. In the beginning of August, when we were just going back to school, um, my period was off. I was prioritize, uh, prioritizing my health. And I was realizing that while I was transitioning, getting ready for the beginning of school year, like moving, doing all these things, we bought our second house. We, I started teaching. I realized that my period was off. I'm still not feeling good. I'm still not in alignment. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm just going to hustle, hustle and push through. So tired all the time. Grinding, grinding. So tired. September comes and I'm like just mapping out my goals and I'm figuring out what is it that I want to do like I don't understand like how this is not working for me 
<laughs> remember like hearing my principal at the time say oh I'm only you know I'm seven years and then he, they're gonna retire and I'm like okay maybe I can do this for seven years until they can retire and then then I can do my own thing and then I'll create enough and then I'll make enough money so I can leave and feel comfortable it was always like wait 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 until 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 when I when I when I no then one morning in October, I woke up and I knew my answer. And it wasn't easy, but I knew what it was. And it was my last year teaching that year. And it was in October when I made this decision. First, like subconsciously, honestly, like I woke up and I knew. And I'm like, okay, I know. And it was like this huge shift. And another huge reason, because my health felt so terrible, I wanna have children. And if my period's wonky because of my stress levels and my nervous system and my hormones, I'm, I'm gonna put that first. I'm gonna put my period first. And my period was out of whack. And even now that I am done teaching, I am re-establishing my nervous system, like truly. Like I am healing my nervous system as I speak to you right now. And I still had zero desire to work out. I was going to Pilates, but I would still wake up every morning just not wanting to go to work. I can't live that life. My mom lived that life my whole life. And I was like, there's no way an HE double hockey sticks that I am ever going to live that life because I know what effect that had on me as a kid. And I don't want my children to go through that as well. So that was a huge, huge shift for me. Huge overnight. I knew if I wanted to bring a child into this world, I had to create space for the child. And that meant leaving teaching. And that meant having my husband, we had to make some shifts and we had to make some changes. And at the time my husband was working as an aide as well. So he went to work as an aide at this new school too. So it was October and I'm like trying to get my health in order. I'm trying to like just be a balanced individual. I'm trying to be a balanced teacher, balanced wife, balanced friend. We're traveling a lot because we have a lot of family in California and Arizona. Um, and you know, it's just, I'm living life and I'm also being a teacher. And then I decided to just be really firm on my boundaries and just focus on my work and focus on the kids and focus on working during prep and eat. You know what I would do at lunch? It's like, I always tried to go eat in the lounge, but it was never the vibe for me. So I just sat in my room and would read like a spiritual book to help, to, just to help my soul, like help my soul through this interesting time this is when things were like okay this is just not working like i can't even deny it now now it's like really popping up that i can't even deny so in november we were hosting thanksgiving for the first time in our new home and in the district in nevada we had to work monday tuesday that weekend before i had family over for my brother's birthday and then we're having my husband's family over for thanksgiving that next the, the same week so I decided I want to make time for my family. I'm going to take two days off during that week. Well, this is when I really started to feel and shift changes amongst my team with the people that I worked with. I can sense energy very well. This is what I mean by being an energetic teacher. We, we all produce energy and our subconscious mind reads up on this energy. It's actually like our human ability. Um, and I was realizing that something's feeling off this is interesting this is weird and long story short i had a coworker, and you know what i don't have a problem sharing the story because this coworker chose to do all these actions 
this coworker, who was a fellow teacher, decided to do all of these actions. It was their choice every step of the way and it happened for months. Four months. It happened for numerous months. Like because I was so strict on my boundaries, I was so strict on contract time, I was so strict on showing up, leaving, during prep, like I wasn't there to waste time. I was there to do my job and go home and then be with my family, work on my business. That's what I was doing. And my coworker saw that as being lazy. They decided to like spread a lot of weird stories about me, like other teachers that I told my kids to lie about all the stuff. Like it was really crazy, you guys. Like it was crazy because I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna assume. I feel weird energy. I feel like the energy's off, but it's, I'm just gonna stay in my bubble. I'm gonna stay in my lane and I'm gonna do what I'm here to do, which is teach. It's my job, okay? Right? Like my job is to teach these kids and to be present with them and like to be happy around them. I don't wanna be like a miserable person around these kids either. So anyways, I kept having people come up to me and they were like, hey, everything okay with you and your team and I was like I have not had any reason to think otherwise and then they're like oh well this person's like saying all this stuff and I'm like okie dokie great <laughs> you know there's things that happen in our lives where we have to like make the choice to stand up and to stand in our power this was one of these choices or one of these situations so I went to my admin and I was like hey like think this teacher's like not saying the nicest things about me like it's confirmed like I asked my other teacher friend so weird dude and basically we had to be brought in for a meeting and this was like in December now I started feeling weird vibes like in November ish but I was like eh called in for the office like we had we were in the admin's office and this teacher looked at me straight in the eyes and said I think you're effing lazy I think you're effing lazy and she had all these problems with me because worked my contract time and I stayed to myself and I was there for the kids and I was only available for things that had an equal exchange for me, truly. And this specific person didn't have the best energy. I could sense it. So I didn't really, wasn't around them a lot. Why would I be around someone who I can feel just isn't for me you know what i mean like i'm here to do a job i'm not here to be like best friends with you and like to change who i am so you like me that's not who i'm here for <laughs> so yeah this person just like yelled at me in the administration's office and the my admin had to stand in between us because this person was just like irate and was so mad at me and the only thing I wasn't really affected by it actually. This was this was actually pretty cool of standing in your power and like, you know, all the self-development work I've been doing up to this point really paid off because I'm like, you know, why are you choosing to view me in this way? You're choosing to view me in this way. You are choosing to view me in a light that is less than ideal and you're also choosing to talk about me to others and to spread like not the best messaging about me. Like, why are you choosing to do that? And then they said, because I'm effing lazy. And then I'm like, but you're, per you're comparing my work ethic with yours. So anyways, I had to continue to work with this person. And I'm going to be honest, like I really loved my admin. Like I thought they were really, I think they're really great admin, but I don't, like I believe like that person should not have been able to continue to work. Like I had to continue to work with this person for the rest of the school year. 
for four more, five more months. And also what also peaked this whole thing was test scores. This was the first year I ever was working at a school a school that like really emphasized test scores and I felt the stress, I felt the pressure and I hated all of it. I hated testing the kids and feeling all the stress and pressure. That is something that I could not go back into the normal classroom to do. I couldn't do it, absolutely not, no. And what happened was me, again, by understanding my energetic set point and understanding what feels best for me, I decided to focus. I got writing down. Like I love teaching writing. So I wanted to focus on fifth grade math. So I created this really cool system for fifth grade math and I'll link it down below or you'll see in past videos as, as of recent. And I created this really great independent math model. It was like a flipped classroom for the kids. And it was pretty innovative in my opinion. This other teacher, coworker, adult, was upset because when we did our test scores, my math test scores were better than theirs. And it ticked them off and that's actually what made the whole thing spiral out of control. That's when this person just couldn't keep their mouth shut enough and just kept like talking about me to, until it finally got to me the information was delivered to me by other teachers. And then I had to like, you know, stand in my power, do all that. And I'm like, dude, all of this for test scores? What is this? What is this? This was supposed to be like my teammate. This was, we're supposed to be a team. Why are we like being so competitive? I, you guys, something about me, I played collegiate sports. I was a U, United States Olympian athlete. I never played for the competition. I always played for the love of the game. I always played for the love of the fulfillment. And that is something that I believe gave me so much opportunity and to play for the USA team because I played for the fulfillment, the love of the game. So when I see people being competitive like that, it's such a turnoff because I'm like, who are you being competitive for? So I just, I wasn't even being competitive. I was just like, you guys like encouraging my kids and like, being a good leader and teacher, honestly. And they did good and I'm proud of them, but it sparked a lot of that and nothing really happened to this person. And this person even said like some things that I was like, if my child was in your classroom, I would not want them to be in your classroom because you are acting like not stable. That's not stable. That's not stable. They continue to teach and they still teach, not at the same school, they went to a different school. But I was also the fourth, the third or fourth person that this person did like acted that way towards. So it was even more odd. I'm not joking, like identical wording, like identical thing, like just yelling at the other person in the office and the admin having to step in between and then I had to leave the room. And that was just even more reason why I was like, this just isn't for me. It just isn't for me. It's not for me. And I will say it was a pretty hard pill to swallow at the end just knowing that the job of teaching like in the public education space just wasn't for me but it is what it is and it's really beautiful on the other side of that because i am very grateful for all of these experiences even the weird ones where i had to like question another adult who was older than me by the way why they're choosing to spread gossip Instead of like asking me questions, ridiculous, lots of petty stuff going on, but I'm like, whatever, whatever, I'm not coming back. I told my admin I'm not coming back and it was good. 
And then testing came and testing took a lot. I have not state tested in the four years either. So we were doing state testing and we were doing map testing. And you know, I just wanted my kids to have fun and take it easy, enjoy their last couple of months and weeks of fifth grade. And I was just enjoying the kids like during testing as much as I could. And something else that I also did, which may cause a lot of controversy is I had a lot of sick time and personal time stacked. Like I had a lot of stacked personal time and I decided to cash those personal days out with a sub, which means I decided to take those days off. So I cleaned out all of my personal days by taking like one day off a week until I was done because I decided I wasn't gonna go back in like January, I told my admin. So once state testing was over or on the weeks that we had state testing, cause we state, we tested I think for four weeks or six weeks. It was a long time. So on the days we didn't state test, I decided to take a day off too. I decided to take a day off because I could, because those are my time. That was my time. You know, super controversial taking your time off, right? And because I learned when I trans, when I left California to move to Nevada, I learned that all that time I accumulated in California, I could not bring with me. And it just is like, I'm not exactly sure where it's at, all of that time is either in my pension, cashed out in my pension, or cashed out in my retirement somewhere. I called at one point, I have to recall, I have to refigure out where those days went, um, but basically I couldn't carry them over to Nevada. So then I decided to use all of them because I'm not really planning on going back, not at least now. So I'd rather just use that time off for my own wellness because I was working in weird conditions kinda with some coworkers, it was weird. So anywho, it was like towards the end of the year, I'm gonna say a month left of school, and this is when I was really taking my business, High Vibe Teaching, up a level, teaching about money, teaching about the energetics of money and business, and I was really sharing my personality online through my podcast, High Vibe AF. It's called High Vibe As F-U-C-K. And the reason why I chose that title was because one, my whole life, I was afraid to cuss and I was afraid of getting in trouble. I was, I was always trying to be the good little kid, good kid, good kid. And then I'm like, who am I being good for? Like, if I feel okay with cussing, like cussing in a very lighthearted way and like having fun online with a podcast that literally marks, I mark on the bottom on my pod podcast explicit. Okay, I speak explicitly on this podcast. I say bad words. I say F-U-C-K and I may say S-H-I-T and I may say these words. So I'm going to like explicit. I also talk about feminine energy and then I talk, I also talk about sex sometimes and it's important to have a healthy sex life. Like it is, I'm not gonna say it's not. It 1000% is like, it's important for us to feel very sensual with ourselves. I started talking more about that on my podcast because it's heavily related to money. The energy of money is very sensual, is very just like flowy and yummy and delicious. And like, I, that's how I like to talk about money. And that's how I like to talk about life. Yummy, delicious, yum. Okay. Well, I, this was actually my first year I experienced a type of helicopter parent. I've never experienced a helicopter parent before. And in the beginning, I'm gonna be honest, I can read energy. I, everyone can, but a lot of us just like aren't in our power to move with it. Like a lot of teachers and people in general 
they have very weak boundaries and they have very weak self-worth to where they allow other people to manipulate them and like move them and shift them in their way. But I don't. I am very grounded in who I am, what I do, what I embody, what I say. And off the bat, I knew this parent was, I mean, the, the parent was nice. I had nothing wrong to say about this parent, but like over time, it was just like, constant, constant, constant. And then it got to the point at the end of the year where this parent didn't want the kid to do the work I assigned and then the admin, they went over my head and went to admin and I'm just like, whatever. Like, this is ridiculous. I can't even be a professional and like say, yes, we are doing cursive, like we are practicing writing cursive or we are doing like this type of activity because the kids have been testing, staring at a screen for freaking hours. Who wants to do that? Who wants to just stare at a screen and be like, let's add some art, let's add some coloring, let's add some fun, let's add some discussion, let's add some group work, let's add some like cursive, like writing, like let's practice writing cursive. And I even said to them, I was like, how many of you guys have parents that, or have parents or grandparents that write in cursive? Can you guys read their writing? Do you guys know what a signature is? Like let's practice writing our signatures in cursive, but nope whatever i was able to manage that because i just ignored it i was just like whatever fine you don't want your kid to do this fine then your kid can do this but it was always like something they kept going over my head and then it got to the point where i was brought into the office because this parent came in and complained about my podcast and this is where I have a problem and I have no problem saying this. Why is it okay for a parent to come in and complain about my personal life when my podcast is not marketed towards children? My podcast is marketed towards adults. I write, I click on explicit down below and it has an E for explicit on the episodes. Yes, I wear outfits like this. Look at, this is the outfit I wear. Look, I wear shorts that are this short. I wear, I wear this top, this is what I wear. I think that's an overstepping of boundary. A problem with my personal life. And then it comes to the really interesting point in the road where, where's the line in the sand of, you know, teaching as a job. It's a job. And this is where, where I talk about in my last video, why I left the classroom was because if I were to stay as a teacher, it's almost like I would have to stay in the identity of a teacher, which is like teachers don't wear shirts that have a little cleavage here on their days off or live a life on the internet where they cuss. Why do I have to subscribe to that version of a teacher? It's like, why does it have to mix in my personal life? I don't believe it should. So that was another thing where I was like, you know what? It's a losing battle. Like, I'm not going to battle this. I'm just going to stay to myself in my bubble work on my own self work on my subconscious work on the dip deep inner beliefs that i hold work on my identity rediscovering myself outside the classroom just creating a beautiful experience for the kids and myself and you know what like if this parent ever watches this like i understand your point of view i get it you want the best for your kid but at the same time like there's things that you can control and there's things you can't control. And what I do on my off time, you cannot control because that's just weird. You're trying to control someone else on their off time? That's odd. And that was at the very end of the year. And then it went to the point where I was just like, it's all good. 
it's all good because I'm leaving. And you guys, you know what? Everything happens for a reason and I'm grateful that everything has happened for a reason because it has led me here today and I am able to help other teachers. I am able to help other teachers, other mothers, other fathers, other people, other students, like anyone I'm able to help now because I'm free. I am free from the template like this box I was in as a teacher and it's okay like if you love that box and you feel comfortable in that box but for me I never did and it took me five years of like pushing and shifting and figuring things out to know that there is a life on the other side of teaching and it's very beautiful I love the unknown I'm very grateful to be here and I'm very grateful for all of you for listening to this and like this has been a lot of cooped up like in my voice like my voice chakra like seriously is like scratchy I've been working on it and this has been a really great experience to work on it deeper and I'm just like just super grateful for the internet and YouTube and doing this for five years and I am the most grateful for myself for not allowing other people to dictate who I am. I'm not someone that spreads negativity. <laughs> I have always had the intention of high vibrations and like you know what I understand why these things happen or like I understand how everything's a mirror and it's only for me to pull and to learn lessons and to grow and to become the embodiment and to use it as personal power. I've, I understand that. And now I'm here to help others. So this was not like a coincidence. This is not a sad little pity story. Like, trust me, I had some annoying things happen in my five years. Like, again, the coworkers were probably the weirdest, like the most like you think it's okay to say that to people? That's odd. Odd things happen like that, but you know what? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And <laughs> it's true. And I'm here to help others. And I keep saying that 20 times in a row. Teachers, if you are continuing to feel led and dr driven in the classroom, fantastic. Keep that light, keep that groundedness, but also understand that you do not need to wiggle your personal expression trimmer in your personal power like you can stay strong grounded and be an amazing teacher like you don't have to be perfectionist you don't have to be a people pleaser you don't have to have weak boundaries you don't have to if you are interested in getting help with your boundaries and self-worth and self-empowerment i have a wait list down below of master classes i will be teaching and recording for access for you and it's actually like alignment tools and like strategies and shifts and a lot of embodiment practices that will help you the second you start watching the masterclass. So those, those will be released very, very soon as time goes on. So be sure to wait down in the wait list if that's something that you're interested in. But I will say for the final thing that like all love and light, and I know you know that. This is the thing, when you speak on the internet about personal experience and like your opinion on things, like it welcomes people to think differently, but also like I, everything I said is in light and love because I see the bigger picture. The bigger picture was personal growth, soul growth, soul evolution. I know this, higher expression of myself, right? And I don't think anything's a mistake. I don't think anything's a failure. Do I regret teaching for the past five years? Absolutely not. No, I do not. Absolutely not. No, 
I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful that I met all of you and I'm grateful that I get to fully step into my power now and help you. I'm really grateful for it. So thank you so much for listening to the super long episode. Um, let me know in the comments if you listen to the whole thing, your thoughts. Let me know if you experience any of this stuff either, but um, <laughs> I love you all. Thank you for being here and I will catch you in my next video. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, please make sure to leave a review on iTunes so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. Come tap into the extra motivation and inspiration over on Instagram or on my website at highviveteaching.com. I am obsessed with your dedication to uplevel your life and I can't wait to connect with you again. Until then, go out and create your high vibe as fuck life.